This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today's show, we get to feature a, a really talented young lady that is going to be talking to us, and she is a, an intuitive consultant, and she works with uh, a group called Soulful Work, in, in, and, uh, and you can go to her website, which is Soulful Work soulfulworkconsulting.com i have to calm down because uh yesterday or friday's show was very interesting eric thank you i want to publicly thank you sir for for doing what you did on friday and making the show sound as good as it did Oh, well, no, thanks needed. I mean, you know, we sometimes uh, with live radio, <laughs> things go slightly askew. But, you know, I think we, we did a fine job of, you know, uh, continuing the hour, even when our guest uh, was unable to connect for, uh, you know, a, a, a portion of the program. sizable period of time. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff happens, as they say. It does indeed, and I learned something valuable. So I'm going to provide you in the future with a backup. So just in case something like that happens again. But we've got a great show for you today. I'm really, really excited about this guest. By the way, Eric, I always talk to you about the weather. Uh, what's the weather going to be like this week? Are we going to be okay? Looks like it's getting hot the next uh, few days. We're going to be in the 80s. Oh, so, um, yeah. So ho hopefully you, you got some AC or a, a place to cool down. Exactly. And maybe a little kiddie pool in your backyard. That would be fun. Hey, there you go. That's exactly right. So, so thank you again. I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart. You made, you made <laughs> me sound better than I deserve to on Friday and I appreciate it. All good. Well, very good. And our guest today, her name is Rachel Horton White and she is a good friend of a, of, of another friend of the show. His name is David Newkirk. He's been on the show before and he's really, really is a is a uh, um, exciting guy. And so, Rachel, are you are you there? Hear me? I'm looking. Oh gosh, thank you. You have to understand. <laughs> she's here now, but you have to understand that that on um, on Friday we I, we did a show and and I did exactly that, and she disappeared, and oh. and so we had problems getting her back and all that. But Rachel, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you because you are what I would call a very learned person in, in your work and what you talk about and how you help people. And that, mm -hmm. that is so cool. Thank and you. you've got a master's degree and you've got a bachelor's degree. You've got a degree in uh, hypnotherapy. And I, I could go on and it's, it's going to take a while to read your bio. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but if you want to go to look at her, her bio, uh, soulfulworkconsulting.com is where you go. Yeah. Um, and very good. Welcome. How are you? I am fine. I just, uh, Went to see my daughter uh, dance performance in this homeschool program she's in and went to the grocery store. And then now I'm here. 
<laughs> you you mean a highly intuitive spiritual person like you has to go to the grocery store? Yeah, right. I know. No, I just float around and five D and manifest things instantly. Yeah, <laughs> only. I, I would thought that, that, that you just manifested and it shows up at your door exactly the way you yeah, want. Yeah, not yet. Maybe that'll be you know fifty years from now. Maybe it'll might maybe in my lifetime. Who knows? <laughs> it, it might well with AI. Who knows? It could happen. Oh yeah. Tomorrow. Well, that yeah. Staying away from that. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about yourself, if you wouldn't be so kind. Uh, sure. Well, um, thank you for your lovely words. And it's just really lovely to be here. Thanks again for having me. Um, so I didn't always do this work. I, um, I grew up in Maine, and that's where I am now. And I um, always sort of had intuitive kind of stuff, dreams that would come true, interesting little, you know, synchronicity experiences. But it was always just those things were just kind of on the side and I kept them separate. Um, I went into non nonprofit field. I lived abroad in West Africa, lived in Mexico, and I really wanted to give back to people from, you know, people who would help me. So I worked a lot with refugees and immigrants for a while and then got very burnt out. And um, in that time, I had uh, I got married to my wonderful husband and had two kids. And when I had my daughter, who's now um, eight to my son's 11. I was just so stressed. I was just couldn't, I just didn't, I was, I didn't have enough time in the day to work a full-time job and be present with my children. And so I hired a life coach who I'd never, who I'd never heard of. And she said, you need to start meditating and connecting with something higher than yourself again. And I did those things because I was so desperate. I knew I couldn't just go to another job, like different jobs I'd had. And so that's when all these things started happening. I started, I remember the phrase Akashic Records just came to me in meditation. I'd never, I had no idea what that was, but I just wrote it down. And now I do Akashic Records readings all the time. Um, and I, so I, anyway, I started um, just experimenting with different ideas and, and thinking about different ideas around, you know, metaphysics and what is reality and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I mean, I started thinking, am I going insane or am I <laughs> awakening? <laughs> to something, you know, deeper, you know, than myself. And I really started just connecting in with what I like to call my higher self. And so I wanted to share this with people and it helped me feel better because I'd always gone on and off throughout different periods of depression throughout my life. Um, and really it was meditation that was the big change that I learned to just, you know, I have to listen to these mean thoughts in my head that tell me I'm not this or I can't that something called the ego that I had never heard of before. Um, and so I started this business, Soulful Work Intuitive Consulting, teaching people about meditation. I was going into workplaces. And then I started going way down the rabbit hole, started learning about angels and communicating with angels. And I started doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients. Then I went back to school and learned hypnotherapy and um, learned how to read the Akashic Records. And now I actually teach people how to read the Akashic Records. I wrote a book last year. This is, again, this is almost eight years ago. So all these things happen in eight years um, so I, I do hypnotherapy, past life regressions, life between life regressions, taking people into the spirit realm to meet their soul groups and connect with past lives. That's what I recently started doing. And I just love it so much. So I, um, you know, we start, I homeschool my kids and we live in a homestead in Maine. So a lot of this, you know, life is one I've created. I visualized, I'd thought about for years. <laughs> didn't think I could ever have. Um, and, I just feel very blessed to be able to share what I love 
and what's really changed my life with other people, which one is why I'm reasons, here. <laughs> absolutely. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here is because what your story is, and you know, over time, I've been doing this since 2003. And over time, I have interviewed a ton of people whose story is very similar to yours. And I honestly believe that all of us, at one point in time or another, reach a point where we decide that what we are doing, not what we're being, but what we are doing isn't working. And so we need to decide that we want to be something different. And that's what you do. And that's what you have done. And now you, you're so profound at it that now you're helping other people who are going through the same things. And I think that's a universal concept. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I think actually my mother-in-law um, said this quote and I actually put it in my book that, you know, people only change when it's harder not to change than it is to change. And I think you know, that's, that's kind of a mouthful the way I, way I just said it, but I, I had gotten to the point where I didn't know what else to do. I was grinding my teeth at night. I was crying. I was angry, you know, just all kinds of these emotions. And I, and I knew I just couldn't go apply for another job job. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And cause I'd been through enough. I'd, I was kind of a job hopper for a little while, but, um, and I, and I didn't, and it was tough financially in the beginning for sure. Starting a business. It was, it was scary. I, I quit my job before I really had any <laughs> real source of steady income, but I couldn't do it anymore. And I just said to my husband, I don't care what it takes, but this is my life and I can't live like that. I cannot live like this anymore. It was sucking my soul. <laughs> and, um, you know, it wasn't that bad, but it was, but it was, it was, I was so stressed. And, um, so I, I think we do have to reach that rock bottom place sometimes before we start to, um, make those changes, which are hard and which are scary. That and we not are unemployed. Only, <laughs> not only that, you're unemployed and you have family and friends that are coming to you saying, Rachel, 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 are you sure that you want to do yeah. this? Are you, are you <laughs> sure this is what you should, you know? And so you have to take a point in time and say, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it work. Yep. It's coming out of the spiritual closet is what, and actually I didn't tell my parents I, I had started seeing this life coach and I started coming up with a plan, my exit plan from my job, which I, I was a program director, you know, which was part of the stress because I was supervising people and all this stuff. But I didn't tell them for until for a few months until I had, that I was doing this, you know, I had this plan because I didn't want them to talk me out of it. You know, they would say, well, what about health insurance? Like, that was the uh -huh. yeah. worried about was health insurance. Like, what? So, but when I got to that place, when I said, you know, when I told them, this is what I'm going to do. I was ready and I, I had this whole, you know, speech prepared of, and, and I think they, and they did support me. I think they could see the conviction, you know, and they could see, hear the conviction in my voice. You could see it in my eyes that I, I just said, this is, this is what I feel like I'm meant to be doing. And, um, and I'm not sure where it's going, but I'm going to pursue, I'm going to follow my heart. And how do you say no? How do you say, no, you can't do that. You know, I, I mean, some people do, I guess, but they didn't, thankfully. <laughs> Well, you know, what's interesting about that is everything that you've done since that time has validated what you felt at that time. Is that true? Yes, I think it, I think it is. You know, I, I think, 
whenever we take risks and share who we really are, there's going to be some people who don't like it. And, and when we share our truth, and that certainly has happened to me, um, it's makes some people uncomfortable, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, um, sharing things that maybe most people don't talk about <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of people don't talk about, um, about these things, but it also, I felt like, you know, I, that I'm doing something right. If I'm pushing people's, you know, worldviews a little bit with some of the concepts and, um, you know, and also that was, that's been a very a, a extreme learning process for me as well. Not, you know, hiding in the shadows because I didn't want to be questioned or, you know, I didn't, I, I was scared of what people might think. And that I think, you know, I work with people, I actually have this 10 month program. I, it's called the intuitive guide program where I teach people to start businesses like I have. And that's one of the biggest challenges for them is just to say to people, Hey, this is, you know, I'm going to start doing intuitive work, or I have this, you know, I want to do tarot card readings, or I'm going to, you know, start doing life coaching, because some people, you know, it brings up this, well, who do you think you are? You think you're special? You know, you think that you know more than me or, and, and it, and it brings, that's the ego, right? That's the ego. And, and I'll tell them, you know, and I went through all that, those thoughts, and I'll tell them, well, from a higher perspective, you know, we each are here we've each chosen to incarnate in our human bodies and be, in, be on earth at this time, I believe, because we have gifts to share. And you don't know if one, somebody out there is just waiting to, to hear what, you know, what your specific life experiences has, has been. And that's exactly what they need to hear at that time. It could even save their life because they don't feel so alone. This person's thinking something that I've been thinking about and what, what did, what did she or he do that helped them? And maybe I can do that too. And it gives them hope. So, but it takes, it takes a lot of inner work to get to that place where you can, you know, just kind of, it is like coming out of the spiritual closet. This is who I am. I'm not going to hide it and just keep these things that I think about separate, you know, within reason, you know, not trying to like force it down people's throats, but. Well, isn't it, yeah. isn't it true that uh, I feel like a, I feel like a, a prosecuting attorney. Isn't it true, Rachel? That, <laughs> no. Um, Cross examination. It, exactly. <laughs> but isn't it true that when you start meditating and start contemplating these things in your life, it changes your actual structure Absolutely. and it changes your vibrational system? Yes. And it raises your vibrational system. So what happens is. People who are not going through that process and they still have got the same vibrational level that they had, you're no longer compatible with them because you're operating at a wholly different level. Yes. And so I have always said, well, recently, I've that, that given that, that you just bless people and say, I understand, and then you go on without yeah. sacrificing who you really are. Yeah. That's been absolutely my experience of, of noticing I have, you know, some same, some of the same old friends, but I have a whole new group of close friends who speak my same language. You know, I can talk to people about, you know, what their kids are doing about what we're going to, you know, I, not that I don't care what my kids are doing, but, you know, it's talk about things that I used to talk about or some TV show I watch or something, but I really don't care about, I mean, I care about my kids, but that's not all I want to talk about. I want to talk about, um, you know, 
expanding consciousness, like you said, and what's it going to be like in the new earth? And how do we meditate and, and connect in with, you know, with our, our, our spirit guides and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, and, and I think it is, but it can be a really painful process of, you know, like the grieving process of, of, um, feeling like maybe we've done something wrong, uh, when you're starting to notice paths are diverging and you're not resonating or connecting with people like you once did in your lives. And I think for some people that's enough to make them stop because they can see it happening. And I've seen this happen with, with clients. You can go backwards because you don't want to move away because what, you know, what's uncomfortable, what's unknown in our lives, you know, what's going to happen to me is scary to that ego part of us whose job is to try to keep us safe and in our safe place, um, in our comfort zone. So it's, it's really, it is taking a big leap. But for me, and I've seen this also with clients, it's, it's the ultimate freedom when you're living in alignment with what you feel is true for you and how you feel you're, you know, you're, you're, what your contribution is going to be to the world and which is really just our unique experience and sharing, you know, this is what helped me in my life. If we all were to do that, you know, I went through this hard time and Hey, this is what I did that helped me. Maybe it'll help you. If we were all to do that, I think our world would be so much different. I think a lot of people are doing that now. Um, but the, the vibration is a real, real thing. The vibrational shift is absolutely hundred percent real. You know, and and uh, I I like to kid about it because, and I've said it many times on the show, is that I went through what I call my bad country music song period. Um, when, you know, my dad died, my dog died, my wife left, I lost my house, and all of these things stacked up together, but they were part of the growth process, and it took me a while to figure that out that it wasn't like, woe is me, my wife left, woe is me, I lost my house, I had to declare bankruptcy, I hit a bridge with a truck, you know, I got sued for $50,000. All of these things happened in a short period of time, and rather than to say, oh, woe is me, I'm going back to the way I used to be and go get my job back and whatever, I couldn't do it. I had to continue doing what I was doing. And I think that happens to all of us. Nothing is ever gravy and roses. Sometimes it's a hard lesson that we get to learn, but it's all for our betterment. Yeah. Yep. In your experience, is that true? Yeah. And, you know, from a from the perspective of somebody who looks at light past lives a lot, and I, I spent a lot of time just digging into the spirit world and in the Akashic Records, that's why we're here. We're here to learn lessons. And, you know, there's this divine law of amnesia, which I like to call it. And, you know, this is not just something I made up, but this is kind of like a thing that when we're born, we are not meant to remember why we've come in to our current, why we've chosen our current bodies, why we've chosen our families, why we've chosen certain major life events to happen um, which can like accidents or major illnesses and that can, and all, and yes, I'm going to say a radical concept that can be hard for some people to, to grasp, but yes, I firmly believe, and I've seen this, that we choose these major things ahead of time. Uh, not to say everything's pre-planned, there's free will. So, you know, we have, you know, it's kind of both. There's these, you know, destiny and fate, some things that are in our soul blueprint. And then there's, you know, we have cho- opportunity to make choices and that's where the learning comes in because, it's often, all right, well, I've had many past lives of 
for instance, somebody, you know, being abused and each lifetime I've been abused over and over and over. And, and maybe in those past lives, I was angry about that. And I, you know, really, you know, wallowed in resentment and bitterness and died an angry person. And then I say, okay, after I died, I said, all right, that didn't go so well because I didn't forgive. And how can I learn to forgive what some, even though I've been abused and maybe I'm coming into that sort of victim mentality. And so what often will happen is then we choose to be the abuser in the next life. And it's all about balance and understanding. Um, and so, or, so we might, you know, choose the opposite role. You know, the slave becomes a master, the, the rich person becomes poor, the, the son becomes the father, stuff like that. Um, or we might say, I'm going to be abused over and over until I can forgive uh, or until I can let it go. And so that's, you know, that's where we get into karmic patterns with people in our family and, and um, who are off, you know, in our soul group. And they agree to actually play some of those roles for us. I'm going to do this really horrible thing for you to, to you because, or because, this is going to help you learn. And really, you know, it's an agreement we come up with ahead of time. And I find that to be that concept to be really freeing. And I found that at first, while some people might, you know, have a hard time grasping that it can be very liberating to see that there is some, it's not just this, you know, the world is a horrible place and all these random horrible things happen. Well, that, that can be true to the point, but, um, but that actually we choose some of the is experiences to learn from, to learn a lesson. And I find that, I find that to be one of the biggest, um, I hope that more and more people start to see that because I think that's going to also free us up from a lot of those heavy emotions, like, you know, like guilt and shame and resentment and grudges. And because ultimately it is forgiveness, forgiveness of self and forgiveness of other leading to unconditional self-love and then unconditional love for the collective that's going to help us all heal and move into these higher states of consciousness. <laughs> Are you familiar with Neil Donald Walsh and his work? Oh, you know, I was, I think you're reading my mind because there, there isn't that it, the, I was literally going to say the little soul in the sun. Do you know that? I think he wrote that book. He did. And, and that's uh, exactly what I was just thinking of when I was telling you that. So yes, he, he wrote <laughs> that. And basically the, the, just a real quick synopsis. There's a soul in heaven. Now in heaven, there is no hate. There is no fear. There is no, there's just love. And, but he said, I want to come back because I have this problem with forgiveness and I can't seem to get past it in my lives that, that I can actually forgive. And uh, so I need some help with that. And his fellow souls looked around and said, We're, we, we love you. Why would we want to do anything bad to you? Until one brave soul stood up and said, all right. I love you so much that I'm going to do something horrible to you in our next life together so that you have the opportunity to forgive. Yeah. And so that, and that's, that's the, 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 um, um, story that he wrote. And I see that and I hear that a lot from a lot of people who don't know each other because it, it is a universal truth I'm finding. You're finding in the work that you're doing that there's there be a whole lot of universal truths out there, aren't there? Yes. And it's this, I think of it like the hero's journey. And I used to read tarot cards. I still do read tarot cards. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there's something called the major arcana, which starts with the fool and ends with the world. And it goes through, oh, beautiful. 
You're holding up. Is that a tarot card? Kyle Gray. Oh, yes. Angels. He's all I, he's an angel guy. <laughs> I, I highly write. If you ever have the opportunity to get um, uh, Keepers of the Light, uh, Kyle Gray is he's the illustrator and he put this together and they are Oracle cards. It is amazing when you when you start doing readings with the with these things. And I'm, I, I didn't necessarily. OK didn't necessarily always believe the tarot cards were were but this is like it's yeah perfect so anyway go ahead yeah i think well yeah i mean i think what i love about tarot and the major arcana is that it it is it describes those those sort of archetypes that we all go through um there's you know the high priestess there's the wheel of fortune there's um the tower which is like a you know sort of disastrous hard time it echoes what is it what happens? What's it echoes the common human experience? It illustrates the common human experience that we all go through. You know these periods of introspection, which would be the hermit, then coming out into the world, you know, and showing ourselves, which would be the sun. Then we go through, um, you know, we all like the tower, like I just said, that where something really bad happens to us, but you know we get fired from a job, or like you said, you know, somebody leaves us, or we lose our home, and it seems horrible, horrible. But when we look back, we see that it was actually, it was good. It made, it forced us to shift. It forced us to kind of make a change, even though at the time it seemed really bad. Um, and that's where we, that's where these higher sort of forces are, are at play, soul contract type things um, to get us on our path. We have endless opportunities to come back to what our, our, what we've set in, to place for ourselves in terms of our soul blueprint for this life, the lessons we're working on learning. And yes, we go through, I see it with clients, the same sorts of emotions, the same sorts of experiences. We're all, you know, we're, that's this phrase has been overused, but we really are all in it together because, you know, we are humans and, and, and we're very similar in the, in our, the range of human emotions that we can experience and the, the lessons and the cycles, you know, the, you know, the wheel we go through, we feel really good. Actually, everything's awesome. And then, oh, okay, it'll work. We go to the bottom of the wheel or, you know, but it's all about, you know, for me, I'm now aware when something's happening, which happened just a few weeks ago, actually, I had a few things happen and it was causing me, you know, this month of May, astrologically, it was really rough. I'm not huge into astrology, but I have some astrologer friends and it was just really intense, all kinds of intense energy. Anyway, and so I, in those times, and that happened, you know, just recently, even if I don't know why something's happening and, and I don't like it to be happening, it doesn't feel good. It's not something I want. I've learned to say, okay, I see that there's something happening beyond my control that I, that, but I, and I, and I may not know why, but I, but I'm open to learning and I'll just ask, you know, I, I like to talk to guides and angels a lot. I'll just say, can you help me see, can you help me learn? And so I can move through this, please. Thank you very much. And, you know, and then opening to that, to the learning is where the magic lies. You know, then we, you know, maybe we start to a shift or we have an opportunity to say, um, have a conversation with somebody that we've, you know, been estranged from, or we have an opportunity to say a kind word to another person. So much of this is about our relationships with other people and how we interact with them. There's so, that's really the power in our learning and our soul growth. By the way, we're talking with uh, Rachel Smith, 
And uh, Rachel Horton White, close. <laughs> what did I say? What is, what is it? <laughs> I think you said Rachel Smith. The other different guest. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, White, White. I, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, my other lifetime, eh? That's that might have been my name. My yeah, other lifetime. No, interestingly enough, it says it says Smith up there, and it says White over here. Weird. So I picked fifty percent, and that's why I don't gamble. <laughs> well, I, always, I always get it wrong. <laughs> We're talking with Rachel Horton White, and go to her website, soulfulworkconsulting.com. Find out all about her. When we come back from this break, I'm going to go where I know where a lot of our listeners want me to go. We're going to talk about the Akashic Records, and we're going to talk about the other side, and we're going to talk about what we can expect over there when we get there and how often we get to come back here. We're going to talk about all of that when we come back. So I hope that you'll stay with us and call your friends. This is a really good hour that can be very enlightening for a lot of folks. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It's Monday afternoon, and I hope everybody's having a great day. We are here, I can tell you that, because I'm talking with Rachel Horton White, and she is a masterful. You, if you read her bio, which I highly encourage you to go do, you know, she has done a lot of different things. One of the things that she came by quite naturally, and well, before before I go there, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that I do voiceover and I've got other peoples that can do them as well. So if you need something done, go to kmedia.pro and we can 
help you make the presentation as good as it can possibly be. So anyway, I'll leave that there. And the other thing I wanted to say is I started the commercials by saying, thank you for being in my dream. That's not a joke. That is true. That is what my life has been about. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the Akashic Records and and your life between lives and uh, how you came here and all that kind of stuff. So, Rachel, you early on discovered Akashic Records and it came through you via meditation. Tell us about what you discovered. Well, I... I wrote it down. I did. I looked it up on the internet as one does these days when I heard the phrase and, um, and I learned that it was this dimension of, you know, of our consciousness that contains information about who, about our souls, about our eternal souls and our past lives. And, and you can connect with these light beings. And I was like, what? that sounds so cool. So I of course went and looked and saw if there's anybody in my area that did Akashic records readings. And I found someone I got an Akashic Records reading from her and I thought it was really interesting. And then I um, wanted to learn it myself. So I um, learned from this woman named Linda Howe, who is a well-known Akashic Records teacher. Um, And I learned from some of her teachers she had taught from. I took, I read her books, um, took a few in-person workshops, weekend long workshops, and then started doing my own readings kind of in my own way. Um, and since then, I've I, I do that more than anything else. Probably, I do Akashic Records readings all the time. And what I find um, to be so helpful for myself when I go into my own records and for other people is that we learn um, about who we are and who we've been, and we learn the truth about um, about you know our our internal motivations and and um, you know, feelings and, and the effects they're having on other people. We can even, you know, learn about our relationships and what other, how other people are, are, um, responding in our relationships. So it's, it's a place of truth. It gets to the the core of, of really what's going on. And so what the, you know, what the Akashic records are, um, <clears throat> the, the, the word Akash is a Sanskrit word, which means essentially the substance from which all things are born. And the Akashic Records is also known as the Book of Life, which you can find mentioned in the Bible and in different, a lot of different religious texts. Um, and, you know, it's a, it, it's a dimension. It's a soul-level dimension, like I said, that contains information, experiences, events about every human situation that's ever occurred throughout time, mostly on Earth, but also on other planets. That can come up as well. Um, and so primarily what, what happens in the Akashic records is, you know, feels like you're, everybody has a different experience, but a lot of people experience the Akashic records. It's, this sounds so funny that when I describe this as you, you're probably familiar with Kevin, but maybe some of your listeners aren't, it really does feel like you're going in this majestic hallway, like a library with big golden doors and endless, endless, you know, a hallway that goes on forever and in both directions up and down and, you know, in front of you and behind you. But there also are places that feel like for me, I I see, okay, when I go in and I, sometimes I'm meant to receive healing. It's over here in my right. Sometimes the deceased, the thief's loved ones show up in the center of my mind. And I go in when I'm looking at, um, I'm going to the masters, which are these light beings that I'll talk about in a moment. They're over to my left all conceptually in my mind's eye with my eyes closed. I, there's like, it's a container of light of divine 
consciousness, some people would say of God, that you're in the sacred place. So it's, it, you know, and so when you go there, it you can feel the energy shifting. And, and the way I enter the Akashic Records is just bringing light through my body, up and down, flowing through my body, and it really focusing on my heart. And this, you know, the heart is the most powerful electromagnetic center in the body. So just when we connecting with our heart, we're act, we're we're opening to this realm. We're raising our vibration, and light also is the most essential way of doing that to actually um, connect in with this dimension, which is really the Akashic Records is really a layer of our light bodies. You know, it's not somewhere out in outer space. It's, it's right here with us now. Um, <clears throat> so when, so I, I do that personally and I teach other people to do that. And then there's a prayer that, you know, we read aloud, which I basically created. Um, and you know, the words we say in the prayer, when you, when you say the words aloud, when you're reading them and when you're hearing them, you're amplifying the vibration and, and, you know, the, the energy moves upon the spoken and written words. So then we're going to this space and you're just noticing what happens. You're, you know, guided by your heart. It feels like you're kind of in a dream that you're just following like a lucid sort of dream. Um, and the, the primary um, reason that we're there is to connect in with these light beings, which I mentioned earlier, um, the masters or they're really a council of elders and their, their job is to help us, um, understand our soul purpose lessons that you know we're here to learn so we ask them questions and they're the same beings that we'll go to in the spirit realm in life between life regressions i take people to have their own connection with them instead of me you know saying you know being the uh the translator they're talking to them directly and they're and they're kind of helping them evaluate their life okay what went so well what didn't go so well what do you think about that how can you learn and grow and so when we go in the akashic records you're, we're getting a snapshot. We don't have to die and go to the spirit realm to do it. We can do it now to kind of get a little check-in. Like, all right, I'm in the middle of my life right now. What's going on? You know, I don't understand why this is happening. Why is this happening? And then they'll, you know, images will come in, words will come in. It's it's hard to explain how it works. You just have to kind of try it to to um, do it. I do talk a little bit about how to go in the Akashic Records, and I put that prayer in my book. Um, so it's, but you know, what happens and when I do readings for people, I, some, I often see this is that you feel just seen and understood in a way that is very, very rare, you know, that you can, you feel like you're in the presence of somebody that unconditionally loves you or these beings that unconditionally love you. They know everything about you, all the things we're not proud of, including those things, and they still love you. And when that, when you're, when you're in that place of unconditional love, no matter what it's um, it often brings tears because it's just, it's such a rare sort of sacred experience. Um, and so, you know, then you can look at past lives and, and see where's a source of a negative pattern in our life that we don't know why we're feeling this way, or why do we keep getting the same sort of dead end situation? Often it comes from a past life. We can look at the future and see different timelines. And you know, there's usually one that's a stronger, more probable timeline timeline. But of course, we can change that with our free will choices. Um, we can do a lot, you know, deceased loved ones can come in and say hello. Um, we can receive healing. It's just it's such a gift, a gift to be able to go in this place and to help other people access it as well. And you can do this um, via Zoom. You can do it. In, yes. And you can do it anywhere because it's all energy. You know, one of the yeah. things that 
Two things. First of all, I want everybody who's listening to this, who can, if you're not driving, to write this down. Go get Journey of Souls uh, by Dr. Michael Newton. Um, and as he talks very much about exactly what uh, Rachel's talking about and your life between lives and how, how it works. There's uh, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. Yeah. And uh, please... I have read them backwards and forwards and sideways, and, and it's, it's very, very important. And the other thing is I really want to make what you're talking about, because there are people in our audience that are going, she's talking about energy and stuff <laughs> and, and vibration. What in the world is she talking about? What is all that woo-woo kind of nonsense stuff? <laughs> and I, I want people to understand that it's not. It's scientifically based. It is real. Einstein proved it. Tesla also proved it. Other folks have. It is how we operate on a vibratory level. And it's just just the way, the way it is. So it's not a woo-woo thing. It's a reality-based thing. At least that's my opinion. What's yeah. yours? Yeah, I obviously I agree. And I think um, for people who want, you know, facts or things like that, there are, there's a lot of really interesting evidence out there. Of course, there's this other great book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Yes. Brian Weiss, which was one of the first books to really shed light on past lives. And there's a few others. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, Life Between Life, I think Joel Witten, maybe there's a few others. That, that's an older one. Um, yes. Dolores Cannon wrote about this, doing a lot of hypnotherapy and, and, and how people were accessing their past lives to the point where people, especially children, because they were just there in the spirit realm, they just came from source. So their memories are often, you know, they haven't been, haven't had it programmed out of them yet. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of evidence of, of a child saying, you know, I was this person giving the name, giving the date and actually tracking down that that person actually had lived and all the information they give is correct. There's a ton of books out there that that um, you know corroborate some of these these claims that people are making that prove the, the existence of past life. And there's you know with with um, near death experiences over and over and over again, people reporting the same thing. You know, going towards the light, being greeted by a guide or a loved one. Um, there's, if they get to the place, you know, usually there's a place where, you, you know, it's the point of no return. You go past it. You're not going back to your body. And usually they don't get past that sort of like a gate, you know, and there's, they're attached by the silver cord and they're going to go back to their body to come tell the story to people about what it's like. But those are all the same, you know, the same sorts of things people share. Um, the Akashic records are, you know, it's a little trickier to kind of prove, I guess, because usually we don't make it, you know, we're not coming back from when, when we were meeting with our council of elders, um, there, you know, we're, we are, have already died, so we're not going to come back, but there's, there's so much that, you know, will come up in the Akashic records that you can't really, you know, you just can't make it up. There's just, how did you know that? Or how did this, this just, you feel it in your heart. It feels resonant. And for me, that feeling over and over and over, you just start to trust that it's helpful. It feels good. It feels loving. And then, and that's energy. Well, and the other thing is that even though we enter this life and we bring with us amnesia because it doesn't serve us well, if we remember somebody that was mean to us in a past life, 
Uh, so we have to start from the beginning and we, and we learn it all, all over again. And, and it's important that we do that so that we can get through what it is that we are here to do. And in, when you're on the other side, there is a, there is a, um, and I like to think of it as a, um, a script process by where you are writing the script of how you want your life to go and who's going to be in your life with you and how it's, how you're going to interact. If, if you're, you were the mom last time, you get to be the son this time mm -hmm. or, or whatever it is so that you can learn the lessons that you, that you yourself in consultation with your counsel yep. have determined that that's what you need to do next. Right. We're not, there's no punishment. I, I mean, I, some people, you know, with religion, they can feel like, well, why is God punishing me? And it's like, nope, you're, you chose this, you chose it. And that can be very challenging for some people to, to grasp. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's a lot easier if you can blame somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you, if, if it's your own responsibility, um, yes. you know, and, and one of the things that I, I have to tell you, uh, Rachel, one of the things, and I've got a gal by the name of Brittany on the phone. One of the things that I've done in my life is I've gone to certain seminars and certain things. And, and Brittany and I went to the same one as it turns out. And, uh, one of the, one of the things that they talk about, uh, after two and a half days of being in the seminar and you're talking about why you think this and what your story is about that and so forth. And at the end of the day, they, 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 they stop and they say, none of it's real. All of the stories you've made up about yourself, none of it's real. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to get over yourself and over that. And by the way, your life is empty and meaningless. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and, and people and, and Brittany will attest to this. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and bring her on now. Uh, if, if we can, Eric, Brittany, are you there? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm here. So when you were at this particular seminar, and I'm not going to give the name of the seminar because they may sue uh -huh. me, but uh, w when they said your life is empty and meaningless, what did you think of that? Well, you know, it always hits everybody as a shock. Like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you know, as you just said, you spend 12 hours, two days in a row going over everything that you, you know, all the things that you think are are good and bad or right and wrong or the things that people shouldn't have. Or, you know, I remember a young woman said, I think there are some things that you can't get over. And the, you know, the, the program leader was like, short of guess, what, <laughs> what is it? And the thing is people bring really big things where, you know, if you haven't gone through them, you're like, Oh my God, I couldn't get over what this other person has gone through. And then when they tell you this empty, meaningless, of course it hits you. It hits you like, um, oh wait, what? But you know, there's power in that, in realizing that every moment is regenerable for you and that you're the one carrying all of your past into the moments that you're in. And, and that was kind of my inevitable takeaway from it is that, you know what, there really isn't such a thing as the past or the future. There's no box of that out there. There is only this moment and this one. And in every one of these moments, I get to regenerate who I am. That's the, the beauty of what we are as human beings. So when you wake up in the morning, every morning, I think that, and I try and do this every day. I try and think to myself, okay, my life today is empty, which gives yeah. me the ability to fill it up with whatever I choose. Nobody, nobody else, but whatever I choose. And my life is meaningless until I assign what meaning it's going to have because it's all internal. Yeah. And uh, does that, does that make sense uh, to you, Rachel? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like the terms empty and meaningless are are not a hundred percent the way I, I know you're not saying that, but the way, you know, I think, I think empty to the sentence, it's an empty vessel, but meaningless, I would say it absolutely is not meaningless. It is, it is full of meaning because every action we take and every, even our thoughts, especially our actions, they are creating, you know, there's this thing called the morphogenetic field, which is anything. If I say something you know, that's a, a hurtful thing to somebody, it has a vibrational effect, like, you know, like dropping a, a pebble in a pond, mm. I have a vibrational effect on a lot of other people, a lot of people, a lot, it has a vibrational effect on the plants around me. Be, and so that's mm -hmm. how energy works. You know, we're, 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 our, our, our thoughts, our words are creating resonance, but in terms of our lives, you know, when we're deciding to unconditionally love somebody in spite of them being awful to us, that's really, that's really important because then we've broken a pattern, which may have been passed down from our, in our bloodline from, you know, generation to generation of just holding resentment and grudges and being in victimhood. But then we say, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to make a different choice. That is so we're helping our ancestors. We're even though they're, you know, we, we think they're gone and they're, they're, they're not, their souls are still are there. There may be, in a human body and, and part of their souls are still in the spirit realm as well. I mean, they may have already incarnated again, another human body, but we're helping them move through their karma and break patterns as well. And we're helping them find freedom and evolve and grow. So they don't have to keep incarnating over and over. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and, and I tell you, Brittany's doing something that I think is going to help raise the, the vibration of the planets. Mm. And and Brittany, tell us tell us what you're doing this summer, uh, with with your summer camp for kids. Yeah, I well, you know, just kind of going on what you were saying, Rachel. I I completely agree with that. I think that you know we're also put on this planet. We're we're given a short amount of time, and we're the stewards of that time. And all we have to do, or, or you know, what we do with that time. And I think that what we can put forward, you know, when we come back, and and um if we have to come back and, and reincarnate and relive or relearn lessons, we can put things forward for the betterment of our future selves. I mean, so that's always constantly on my mind, you know, the, the world that my child will live in and the world that his children will live in. And so um, I created a company that helps uh, ex um, spread preschool piano, basically make piano accessible to preschoolers. Um, I think that's very important. And my company is currently sponsoring summer camps that are um, little, I, I was going to call them workshops, <laughs> but I realized I don't think, I think a kid might not think that word is very fun. Like, oh, mom, <laughs> I just signed me up for a workshop. <laughs> so I changed them to summer camps, but these are um, experiences for kids here in Redmond all the summers, all the weekends of the summer in July and August that, uh, you know, they're all different themed themes. So there's science and robotics, there's um, magic and music, art, dance, theater, adventure, wildlife. I have 18 different subjects that each day uh, kids will learn some really cool things. And I'll also have special guest educators from places like Seattle Astronomical Society and the King County Master Gardeners Club, Woodland Park Zoo is coming out, Seattle or Kids Quest Robotics and Science is coming out. So we have some really, really cool special guests and I was hoping to to fill a, a a role for people who might have really busy summer plans and couldn't do 
really long summer camps or couldn't commit to like week-long ones. These are one-day camps and you can pick and choose any of the ones you want. And they're for ages three through 13. So um, uh, siblings are definitely welcome. Um, And then as a special thank you for uh, working with us and for sponsoring our programs as well for Positive Talk Radio, we're running a special promotion that anyone listening to this, if you're interested, go on www.pipsqueakpiano.com and scroll down. You'll find out about it. But if you type in PT Radio at your checkout when you're checking out for the camps, that's capital P, capital T, capital radio, all of it capitalized you'll get 20% off of the total of all of your camps. I think it's a great deal of fun for the kids because, you know, you know, well, Rachel, you know, by the time summer comes and the kids get bored and they're looking for stuff to do and, and mm-hmm. in July and August, this is a great way to spend the weekend. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I uh, have, I'm a piano p- pianist myself. I took lessons for, huh. I don't know how long, 15 years, but anyway, my kids p- play piano oh, yeah. and I just, I love what you're doing. That's, so important, you know, music, talking about raising vibrations, such a powerful way to do that and, and, and giving that um, experience to children who are the future is uh, what a gift you're doing for them. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, um, I think that, you know, there's so many reports and studies that show scientific studies that show the benefits of Piano and music music education, that's one of the few things we really can prove has a has a link and, and helps people and you know increases scholastic ability and yet so many people don't teach lessons to kids under the age of eight. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I decided to make it my mission to to affect that and have change in that area of the world. And I'm not the only one. There's a couple other really amazing people out there and hopefully I'll get to talk about that with Kevin in a couple of weeks. We will do that. And by the way, pipsqueakpianocompany.com, right? It's Pipsqueak Piano without the company. So www.pipsqueakpiano, P-I-P-S-Q-U-E-A-K, piano. Very good. And thank you. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome to stay with us if you want to, because the show, sadly, is about to end. But I wanted to make sure that, Rachel, the name of your book is... Uh, the name of the book is uh, Tools for the Awakening Soul, A Guide to Activate Your Intuition and Uncover Your Life's Purpose. And you, like I, believe that we are at a crossroads in our world today and that that we, that the, the vibration is being raised across the planet and that is going to win out the day, don't you think? Definitely. We're on a very positive path. A lot of people are awakening. It may not seem like that. But um, but there's a lot of hope. Just go out in nature and connect with people that are doing work like Brittany, and there's a lot of hope. Brittany, I want you to take your kids out there to a great big tree and have them trug- hug the tree so that they can feel the vibration of the tree. Actually, let me tell you something mm-hmm. so cool about our nature camp. With the you got King 30 seconds, The gardeners are coming in. They are going to help all of the kids not only learn the care and plant for it, but each of the kids will get to take home their own plants that they pick. So talk about the vibrations of, of the nature around us. We'll actually get to experience that with our campers in our, in our camp. Brittany from Pipsqueak Piano has been our guest, as well as Rachel. And Rachel, thank you for being here. Your website, again, is soulfulworkconsulting.com. Yeah? Yes, right. yes. Yes. And thank you. It's been a lot of fun. 
and I'm going to have you. I got to have you back, and I want you to drag David in with you when you come. Sounds great. I would love it. Well, thank you so much. And, and by the way, everybody, take care of one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at 4 p.m. Thank you.